And it's a warm and an official welcomer to the program as we dialed in our new cricket correspondent to the end of summer. He can't escape now. He's ours. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Kyle Mills. Kyle, welcome <laughs> to the stable, my friend. What on uh, earth? How do we persuade you to do this on a full-time uh, basis? I do not know. Goran got me at a weak moment, eh? Oh, right, okay. Yeah, that's why <laughs> I get him to make the calls, because you never answer mine, do you, Kyle? <laughs> I duck and die from you. Fair call. Understandable. I take that as a mark of respect, Mr. Mills. <laughs> Absolutely. I uh, was talking to uh, Shane Jurgensen the other day saying, how come that mop head out of Howick pinched your job, bro? And he goes, well, no, he didn't. I was just having a cup of tea and a lie down. But <laughs> watching you float around, the, you know, I half expected to see you out there in the middle. I mean, you're still looking in reasonable. Nick, must have been a good experience for you, though, um, in, in the coaching department. Yeah, look, I'm tall, so I hide it well. I've seen it gone a few since I've um, stopped playing. But look, look, I really enjoyed being back involved in the group. Um, certainly coming from a different angle to what I had been currently as a player, I guess. Um and I think, you know, part of me coming in was you do go an opportunity to go around and see the domestic teams, but um, I guess to offer a different voice to, to the bowling group. And, um, you know, I was really pleased with our performance when, when I was there. Mm. Well, let's look ahead. This is why we got you here to this uh, T20 series. And I'm reasonably excited about this I because it's a series and because of the nature of the opposition and where it's being played. There's a lot to like about this, don't you think? Yeah, and and England are playing really well. You know, England are playing a, an aggressive brand of cricket since the 2015 World Cup, and they've they've continued that in the T20 format, also. And you know, they put Australia to the sword in the, in the last three four weeks. Um, and we know the Australians they always fight back pretty hard. And I guess for us to be over there, um, part of it is going to be um, a bit different to what we've uh, experienced the last couple of months with the West Indies and Pakistan. Colin Mills joining the program and looking at uh, the T20s. I suppose New Zealand have got to pull themselves out of the, the, the mini slump they found themselves in. Now, look, I'm, I'm no former international. I'm not even a coach, you know. I did play the game a wee bit. I'm still gobsmacked at the nature of that batting lineup that New Zealand rolled out for that, that, that third and final match. Can you shed any more light on that one for us, Kyle? Um, yeah, well, it's certainly a lot different to the to the 50 over, you know, um, batting lineup, I guess. I think uh, with, with so much international cricket, I think the New Zealand guys see the T20 format as an opportunity to, um, to, to to blood and give some exposure and some experience and just try people out on the international stage before they you know, have an opportunity in one-day cricket or test cricket. I think that's what they use it for. And certainly the middle order in that last um, T20 game was a lot different to what we've seen um, from a New Zealand side in the past. Um, look, I think... We send these with Paul. I think Pakistan were actually a really good team, but we just played really good cricket during that one-day series. But, you know, Pakistan came to the fore in that T20 format. I think they got used to our conditions. They are the number one ranked T20 side well, they are in now. the world. Yeah, they are now. You yeah, gave it to them. You know, they're obviously up there before that series anyhow. But um, they're actually a really good side, but we just played really well in, in the one-dayers to, to win five zips. But, um, you know, so but this challenge here against the, the Aussies who have obviously got all their domestic players have been playing in the Big Bash, so they're sort of in that T20 uh, mindset, um, which I think is an advantage for them. And uh, it's going to be a really good test for us. What do you do with the lineup? Uh, Goran and I have got our own cack handed ideas about what it is. Get all your biggest, best players and give them as much time facing the ball as you possibly can. Don't worry about having a charge at the death because the death is the whole game. Yeah, well, I'm certainly in favour of playing our, our best and strongest team. Um, Getting both our, our two big swing bowlers out there as well, the thoroughbreds I like to call them, and Southie and Bolt, I like, I like for them to both to play and 
And because, uh, you know, Australia, they've lost the, a few games recently in that one-day series, so they'll be looking to make a statement also. And with our guys having, um, you know, been excluded from the, the England-Australian relationship in the past couple of months to come in, I think we really need to make a statement in this first game over at the ECG. Talking about the bowling, and you touched on the fact that the big bash exponents, the guys have been playing, they're very much in a rhythm. They've been doing this now for the best part, what, a couple of months in big stadiums in front of big crowds. They are at home. My suggestion that possibly, though, the relentless nature of a top-of-the-world bowling attack, because even though they face some of their fellow best bowlers in the world, if you will, because they do play T20 to a degree, uh, it's not as highly concentrated as what they'll have to put up with these big bash guys as they will with New Zealand on Saturday night. That, to me, gives us a distinct advantage. Am I mental? Um, not on this it. front, Darcy. Oh. <laughs> 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 but um, <laughs> I think you're right. I think we really have to come hard at them. But there's also New Zealand sides when they play Australia like to have a bit of a an element of surprise as well. Um, you look at that top order, David Warner. He's actually been in. He hasn't, he hasn't been in great form actually in the one day series, but he's got the the captain's armband um, for this series. So he's going to be really looking forward to making a statement. Then you got Finch, but. Am I right? Finch could be out. I just saw yeah, no, Twitter Finch. Just... Yeah, he he picked up a hamstring problem. Okay, all right. Well, Finch, but then you obviously got Lynn, like very aggressive batsman, you know. And I think um, if there's ever a weakness for an Australian side, I, I think it would be playing spin. So potentially we could open with spin to try and sort of catch him by surprise a little bit. But then you know you also it's a double-edged sword. Like you've got to use our strength as well, and our strength is with the new ball and. And Trent Bolt swings it very well, and also does uh, so does Tim Southey. So, but I think you've got to play all our tricks and just come hard and aggressive to them. Mm. And I think that Mitchell Santner and each Sodi, if they're both selected, which they should be, well, because of the nature of the Sydney pitch, they'll, they'll welcome that. They're the kind of guys who don't mind a fight and they don't mind throwing it up either. Right? They ain't going to have a go, have a crack. I love that well, attitude. That, yeah, that's right. I think that's that element of surprise. I think the Australian players tend to like, you know, the faster bowlers. But you know, we got two very good spinners, and look, Sodi's one of the best spin bowlers in the world when it comes to this format. It's just an absolute joke. Didn't get picked up in the IPL auction, but that's a different story. And I think we'll see him come to the fore. And Mitchell Santner, well, he's just grown a leg this summer, reading the game really well and staying ahead of the opposition batters. So if you look at that bowling group, you know, like, you know, those two swing bowlers, the two spinners, well, there's um, 16 overs. And I'm sure we've got the rest in Colin DeGrand home and, you know, perhaps Munro could pick up the rest of the slack. Kyle Mills is our new cricket correspondent exclusive to DNG on Radio Sport. Well, just for Radio Sport anyway, although I don't mind if you actually haul yourself out of went to the other day parts. It's the way it rolls. But Kyle, you mentioned the IPL, which is a nice segue. What was your brother thinking? What's wrong with the LPI, IPL auction? I think it's magnificent. You know, it's old school. It's kind of fun, isn't it? Yeah, well, I actually haven't had any discussions with my brother on this because he speaks me in any debate I have, so I just stay, stay clear of him. Um, <laughs> it's because he doesn't take but, a breath, Kyle. It's a good trick. Certainly <laughs> stay clear of those ones with him. But, um, look, I, I can't work the IPO option, to be fair. I can't work it out at all, really. You know, we've highlighted one already. Ish Sodi's one of the best spin bowlers in the world. Yet a couple of under-19 cricketers get, it, get the nod ahead of him. This doesn't make sense to me. He was one of the leading wicket-takers in the... T20 World Cup not so long ago in India. So, um, you know, that's bizarre. And I just think, um, you know, some of our players who have missed out, we just get hard done by, really. You know, you talk about the Big Bash, and it's a good competition. It's a, it's a great competition. But it's got a lot of bells and whistles. You know, if you peel the the, the, the layers of the young and back, I feel like, you know, the standard's not too much better than the Super Smash here and, and some of the quality players we have here in this country. But Super Smash just simply doesn't have the bells and whistles that the Big Bash does. 
Would you change the way the IPL auction is, is run, though? I suppose my theory on that one there is it's not like players are a frog march their arm behind their back to the to the auction room. They want to get in on the big money, so they serve themselves up, and if they get rejected, so be it. It's not that humiliating, is it? I think it's a it's a strange way of doing it, but it's the way Indians do things, and good on them. It's their comp, right? Yeah, well, it shouldn't oh, go. Argue with the, me. The, the auction is pretty exciting. There's no doubt about that. But it's sort of, it, what sort of the coin you come out of? If you get picked up, you think it's a great process. If you don't get picked <laughs> up, you think it's pretty poor. You know, look at a guy like Mitchell McLennigan, I think one of the leading wicket takers in the IPL last year. He's done well in T20 cricket. Um, probably didn't have a great big bash this year, but you know, over his career record is, is pretty decent of what he brings to the game. You know, if he was to perhaps sign a contract at the end of the IPL last year to stick with the Mumbai Indians, well, they were certainly would have taken him in the heartbeat. But, you know, there's been a bit of water under the bridge since then, and now we see him not getting picked up by anyone. And some guys have played for four or five, even six teams in the IPL. You know, and I, I think that's a little bit weird. It'd be great if you had a little bit of loyalty to a franchise and to a team, and you built a career around that. And that's how most other professional sporting teams, especially in the States and stuff, operate also. Good thing the Americans don't play cricket then, right, Kyle? Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they're too complicated. Thanks for your time, mate. Thanks very much for uh, gracing us with your presence, voice, and concepts. And uh, we'll do it again shortly, I'm sure. Good on you, Kyle. Well, See sure. you later, mate. Cheers, Darcy.